Good to have you in here on a Monday. Bill Michael Show. Just getting underway. Hopefully you're uh, you're enjoying your day thus far. But uh, that being said, uh, man, what a start for South really. Holy mackerel. Holy moly. Good night, sweet prince. He became a fan favorite all of a sudden. Just like right damn now. Big weekend for him. Unfortunately for the Brewers, they ended up losing uh, two out of three over the weekend. Uh, not the best uh, outcome that you wanted. But, uh, you know, the whole they played competitively thing against uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, it, it'll go, it'll only go so far if they say go into Atlanta and win two out of three there. You know, if you can split, you know, you got Cincinnati coming to town, you're half game up. If you get, uh, say, two out of three against Cincinnati, which will completely clinch the season series with the Reds, you go get two out of three uh, against the Braves, that means you've only lost since June, was it 17th or 21st or something like that? It means you've only lost one series, and that was to the Braves. And then the schedule gets exponentially easier, you would assume. Um, for, but for those of you who say, well, they play down to the competition, it would become quite scary. But you get my point. It's basically, hey, you, you've gotten through the murderer's row, and you perform perform pretty well. So why not now, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers? But South really comes up. And I, there was a lot of the for, – for people that reached out to me, there was a lot of the, is he the De La Cruz of the Milwaukee Brewers? I'm not going to go that far because I don't know if he's got the, you know, the same kind of tools. But it was certainly exciting. Look, just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy the moment. Man, what a weekend out at uh, American Family Field. Had a great time out there. Uh, I was all over the place this weekend. Oh, my goodness. So – Thursday night, we were at the Rock Complex, uh, back there on Friday, then Friday night. God, where were we? Um, boy, it's it's like a it's like a month away. It was uh, Friday night. We were out and about. I just can't remember exactly. Oh, we went to dinner. We went to dinner downtown. We went down to uh, Calderon Club. And uh, as a matter of fact, saw some of the umpires uh, in Calderon Club later that night and stopped down Nice Ash. And then from there, Saturday, we had a motorcycle ride for uh, the burn camp for kids for Camp Timberley. And we did that for the Professional Firefighters Association. We worked with them uh, Saturday evening. Kind of hung out down a crazy train a little bit after the ride and spent some time with some friends and uh, kind of, you know, promoted our ride a little bit with their ride, which was we we're so thankful for. Uh, Mike and his staff down there, the Professional Firefighters Association, and Scott Reamer and everybody from Cunis, uh, Cunis RV and Cunis Automotive and Greg Cunis and everybody treated us so incredibly well and allowed us to speak about our ride, and we supported theirs. So that was fun, and then obviously yesterday was the game, and then after that we went to a friend's house and had a grill out. But, man, it was uh, it was a hell of a weekend. It was a busy weekend. Uh, by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number. Grant Bill's producing the program. How was your weekend, Grant? You were in a loggers game, right? Yeah, I was at a loggers game last night, and then I'll put my hand up and admit I did not see the Brewers game yesterday because a buddy asked if I wanted to go out on his boat with him on the Mississippi River. And, Bill, I don't have to tell you, when a friend invites you out on their boat, on a boat yeah. you go yeah. out on the boat. So I had yeah. a great day yesterday, and the loggers won and met some uh, WKTY listeners, our affiliate in lacrosse. so it was a great day. That's awesome. That's a good day in lacrosse. Now, did the girlfriend go with you to lacrosse? She did not. She hung back. She didn't want to sit outside in, in the sun and watch a loggers game. And I'm like, okay. all right. So she got some things done and 
uh, I think she she's really into Facebook Marketplace right now. She just moved, so she's finding deals and uh, <laughs> desks and corner tables and mirrors, and she's just been all right. over Milwaukee and Madison hunting for deals. So that was right. what she was up to yesterday. Okay, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand. What every time something changes in my house, Facebook Marketplace that's that's where I go. Mm-hmm. I, I've sold I've sold so much and bought so much on Facebook Marketplace. It isn't funny. Whether it's Marketplace or some of the other stuff around, but absolutely. Yeah, she didn't uh, want to go fish for catfish on the Mississippi yesterday, believe it or not. Now, not up her alley. now so <laughs> you did that. Did Was that Ebo and his girlfriend, Jen, doing that in the Mississippi as well? They were on the Wisconsin River. They were camping. They were out oh, okay. on a sandbar, I think, with some friends. So we were both, you know, river rats. Uh, the yeah. Madison crew were just out riding the river this weekend, but no, we weren't together. So you did it in the comforts of, was it a pontoon boat or was it a bigger boat or what? He had a bigger, he had a nice fishing boat. I think okay. Evo, I don't know what they took out, um, but they just I pulled it up was under in the like a kayak or canoe or something. Yeah, and they just yeah. parked it up there and set up a tent for the weekend. That was impressive because they had a fire going. He, uh, he, I don't know if you saw that. They had a fire going, a campfire, and a grate over that fire cooking with skillets and a pot of coffee over a campfire. I mean, like all the hardcore outdoor camping essentials. I, you know, I, I give them call the credit to the world because that's not me. I'm, you know, my idea of camping is driving the RV someplace and you yep. know, opening up the slide. And then I turn on my internet and I can watch Roku there. You know, that's, <laughs> that's my idea of camping. So, yeah, I give him all the credit in the world, man. That outdoorsy stuff. Holy mackerel. He cooks better uh, over a fire on an island than I do in my apartment right my kitchen right? Yeah. i have a clean spatula this morning so i'm trying to flip eggs you know no hands throwing them up the old-fashioned way yeah. you know tossing it like the chef you know that sits in the corner and makes omelets yeah. absolutely i tried that a, a couple of times i ended up with one on my wrist uh and i have ended up with a couple on the floor one on so the I'm ceiling very good at it. <laughs> the ceiling has not got me you know what got on the ceiling was uh i was making smoothies and did not lock the lid down on the Ninja tight and on the on the Nutribullet thing. Oh, yeah. And when I turned that on, that thing popped off and blueberries were on the ceiling. Yep. Fresh coat of paint. Blueberries up yeah, I had to get blueberries off my ceiling once. So that's not good. But uh, other than that, yeah. So, well, good weekend. Um, Packers uh, president speaking today. The big news was, I mean, we'll, we'll hear the, that, but uh, they bought Fomation. Uh, the company... That makes the cheese head they bought. In other words, we're not going to allow anybody else to capitalize on something that it is that we sell. You know, they sell it. They sell cheese heads inside. I mean, you know, they bought everything, my assumption is, but they sell cheese heads inside Lambeau Field in the pro shop, you know, and cheese heads are everywhere. And they're probably looking at this salivating going, we cannot wrap our fingers around this thing. We can't make money on it because we don't own it. So finally, they just kept ponying up enough money and just bought the company. And so finally, they, they do have their fingers around it, and they went ahead and bought that thing. And they're going to corner the market on it. And that's, you know, now that the brewers are using it for a home run hat, and it's out there for baseball season now, it's out there for football season now, you're seeing it every time the brewers play. It doesn't matter where they're at. You saw them in Cincinnati, people in the stands sitting there wearing cheese heads. And it's like it's like almost the number one gift for anybody outside of the state of Wisconsin that you're going to send something to, you're sending them a shirt, you're sending them something Wisconsin, and a cheese head. And all my friends have them now, and that's all they ask for. Hey, can you get me one of those cheese heads? Can, yeah, I want one of those. I, that's I, I, Every one of my friends and family members 
all have a cheese head now. That's the number one thing. So I can see the Packers wanting to invest in that and damned if they didn't. So they now own Formation and they own the cheese heads. So there you go. I don't know if they just own the cheese heads because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Formation, uh, they, they do other things. They buy other stuff. So I'm not sure if it's just that's all they do or not. Uh, or if they do something else, but uh, they bought he- they bought the cheese heads. So there you go. Um, the uh, Derek says I was at the game yesterday. Freelick looks like he makes a bad breaks, takes crappy angles to fly balls. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. In his debut, he made two spectacular plays up against the wall, and the one yesterday was the fact that in major league ballparks, when the ball is hit and goes into the air, you better be screaming louder than loud to be able to hear one another because the collision that he had uh, yesterday and it was not good, and you never want to see that, but nevertheless, you, uh, you know, you're, you're glad that a spark like that is here and the energy that he brought is here, and I want to get into that. I want to also get into, as we approach the trade deadline, uh, there's a lot of discussion right now about Keston here, and I want to talk about that because – there are fans that are getting really just like mad that they haven't brought him up and they continue to hang with Jesse Winker and Winker's just awful. I, I don't even know how else to put it. He's he's terrible at the plate. Ter- the, the whole experiment with Jesse Winker and the allegiance to him, look, the, the experiment's done. The allegiance to him is over. Over. It's 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 gotta go. Because he's he's not adding any he's not unless he's some kind of an immaculate, you know, clubhouse guy that has just kept everything together. It's over. It's it's just got to be. So uh, it, it, it's they, they got to go in other directions. Now, the question becomes, Keston Hira, should he be the guy? Um, at this point in time, there's two things, two thoughts of thinking. One is, if you leave Keston Hira in the minor league system, somebody's going to want him. Somebody's going to say, okay, let's throw him into a deal and, and let him perk up a trade. I doubt it. Because every other team is out there looking at it going, you've got a Jesse Winker who is hitting under 200 as a DH with one home run. And you're sticking with this guy as opposed to a guy that is absolutely raking in the minors. Why would you do that? Well, because as it's been duly noted since pretty much his second year in the bigs, Keston Hura can't hit high heat. High fastballs find him. And he can't do it. He just can't climb the ladder to do it. In the minor leagues, uh, they don't throw it there as consistently. They're not able to spot those pitches as well, you know? And instead, he just, he still, you know, major league pitchers can can climb it every damn day, and they know they go a couple of breaking balls low and in, one low and away, and then you go with the high heat, swing and a miss, and a game over for Keston here. That's just what it's been throughout his career. It's been going like that. So the Brewers are afraid to kind of bring him up because all he's going to do is come up, get a couple of hits, look like he's kind of figured things out, and then a week later... Everybody goes back to a couple of different pitches, setting him up, and the next thing you know, here comes the high heat. He can't hit it, and he's back to being where he was. They're going to DFA him, and it, that, that experiment's going to be done. There, I, every team in Major League Baseball knows what his holes are, and he has never been able to bring the level of hitting that he produces down in the minor league system to the majors because he just hasn't had the ability to figure it out. And it's what every other minor leaguer's going to, or, you know, minor leaguer that's come up is going to have to do. You know, so. He just hasn't been able to do it. So I, I don't know what to do with Keston here. My question is, if you brought him back, you brought him back for some type of reason. At this point in time, just maybe you just say, you know what, this is it. Take your last shot, go. Because you got to be better than what we're throwing out there, right? You would figure. 
And if he's not, then cut him loose. The experiment is over. But if he does come up here, say, this week, right, and he comes up for the next six days and just rakes, then you would assume that maybe another team would look at him and go, there you go. He's maybe figured it out. We can then add a little bit of value to him. But keeping him in the minor league system when he's raking and guys in the majors aren't, that says an absolute lot about the capabilities of Kesson here. So the Kesson here discussion is either or, and I get it, but unless they bring him up and add any kind of value to him, he's not worth anything. Well, the, I would be shocked if a team would fall on their head and say, oh, by the way, we can figure it out because nobody's been able to figure it out to this point. The fear is yeah, if, ahead, if they bring him up and then set him down, you might lose him, right? Bill, but well, yeah, he, he, you have to DFA him. Yeah, but if he can't come up and give you something right now when you're dying for offense at three or four different spots, then who cares if you lose him? I mean, not to be a jerk, right. I like That's him, but point. if he can't help you right now, when is there ever going to be a time where he can help you? Right. That's exactly my point. Is I, you know, if I'm the Brewers at this point with uh, Jesse Winker hitting under 200, I toss Je- Jesse to the curb, bring in Keston here the next six days, see if he can't rake for you a little bit. If he can, great. Maybe you throw him into a trade. Maybe you can move him. Maybe he gives you a little bit of added value. But right now, he's worth nothing raking in the minors because that's all he's ever done. The only way is if there's some general manager that wakes up today and feels that they are far more equipped to teach him how to hit the high fastball in Major League Baseball than anybody, maybe they take a chance on him. Otherwise, there's there's no reason at this point in time to add any value to Keston here. I, that, that just... That's what I would do. So, I mean, that's all everybody talks about is when he's going to make it up here, you know? Nobody wants him. So, and and Ryan's right. I mean, he cleared waivers earlier this year. Nobody wanted to pick him up. He's damaged goods. Everybody knows what what the problem is. So, I just don't think that's your answer unless you bring him up and he contributes. And you got to make room for him. You'd have to make room for him in some way, shape, or form. So, I, the the whole I, I get it that Sal Freelix exciting and all the different young players they brought up Bryce Terang and defensively is is exciting and all that and people think that Keston here can come up and fortify first and start to hit and be your DH and I, I just don't I think there's a loud message being sent that he's just not major league worthy he's going to get a shot but he's really not major league worthy and there's not a lot of belief in him otherwise they would have brought him back up by now an experienced major leaguer who's raking in the minors who they believe he 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 could hit then he'd be here because if they didn't believe he couldn't hit or if they believed he can't hit then that's the reason you haven't seen him yet because there's been enough offensive ineptitude for him to make his way into the majors and it just hasn't happened 8778671670877867167 you want to chime in do it we would love to hear from you Grant Bills alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. RV, K-U-N-E-S, Kunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. And uh, whatever major brand you're looking for, doesn't matter. They've got it. 
and uh, they they do it right. They're good people over there, and uh, whether it's a, a motorhome, a fifth wheel, travel trailer, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. And all the accessories and all the things that you would need, they have in all their showrooms as well. And if you can look uh, around pretty much any highway in the state of Wisconsin, you're going to look at a sign that says Cunis Ahead. They've got Cunis dealerships everywhere now, and thanks to, excuse me, thanks to uh, our friends at Cunis and uh, Sticky Boys and Wobam, they got us all together over the weekend. The uh, the RV is now logoed. It's done, and I got to clean it up a little bit, but uh, we'll put it out in about uh, starting on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're getting ready to travel, getting ready to head to uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. We got Road America. We got training camp uh, coming up this week uh, we're going to be there on thursday we're going to be at franklin field on wednesday so going to be all over but thanks to cunis rv k-u-n-e-s cunis rv they're the official supplier of the big unit cruiser and uh, thanks to our friends at quick trip as well for being the fuel provider but a lot of good stuff coming out of cunis matter of fact uh, i got an email here this is mark mark said uh well that didn't take long so people crit- people already criticizing south freelick are you kidding me his first game in the bigs and people want to criticize angles that he takes to fly balls are you kidding he's got great wheels he did some great things in the outfield people need to recognize that he makes a couple of mistakes and people want to jump on him are you kidding me that is not a true blue brewers fan that is just nothing more than a bitcher whiner and complainer uh hey you know we are heading out to sturgis where are you going to stay and do you have any place uh places you would recommend um absolutely uh, we're heading out. We are leaving uh, a week from Thursday. Um, next, not this Thursday, next Thursday, we're going to be at State Fair Park for the broadcast. And then right after that, off to Sturgis we go. We'll get into Sturgis and the Full Throttle Saloon and Pappy Hoyle camp- Campground on Friday. So that's where we're staying, uh, which is a fantastic place. And you, if it's real hot out there, you thank God you stay there because they got a giant pool. But uh, there is some places I can recommend downtown. Absolutely. There's a couple of different bars. The Iron Horse Saloon is fantastic. Good place to eat. Deadwood has a lot of great places to eat. We usually kind of end our nights. There's a place called the uh, the Stinger Bar, and uh, we, we end up there. So uh, that's always great. Uh, there's Ansia Sound Art, a friend of mine owns. We go over there and kind of hang out and sit down and BS a little bit and smoke cigars out back. So a lot of good places, a lot of good places to go. And if you need more, just let me know. Shoot me more of an email, and then I'll, I'll try to try to give you some uh, some heads up. So there you go. Um, Pac-Fan says, why can't Hero be considered a reclamation project? Maybe he's figured it out. Pac-Fan, I agree. At this point, I, what do you got to lose? Right? What do you have to lose? Really nothing. If you think Keston Hero has kind of figured it out, you know, then bring them up. But it, it's, to me, when you look at this team and you look at some of the guys that are batting on this team, like a Jesse Winker, who is struggling so mightily, right? And yet you've got a minor, a guy in the minor league system that everybody's talking about, a guy in the minor league system that, that everybody believes, like, this guy's ready to go. But yet you refuse to bring him up. He's got major league experience. You know, you brought him back to the team because, you know, so why would you not bring this guy up? Why would you not bring him up at this point? And that's the biggest question is if you're not going to bring the guy up, what is it that, that speaks incredibly loud? You know, Rowdy Telez was batting 213. Jesse Winker's 194 with one home run. Power numbers. His slugging percentage, Jesse Winker's slugging percentage is 242 for a DH. That's beyond terrible. His war number is a negative. 
His OPS is a 559. Keston Hurick can come up and lean into the first five pitches he sees and get hit by pitch and have a better war number. So the fact that they're not bringing him up, that has to speak loudly, right? I, that's the only thing I can think of. But my question is, why'd you bring him back if you're not going to use him? Why'd you bring him back? If he's just going to sit there and toil away in anonymity, is he just down there to be the example of what not to be in the minor league system for the Brewers? I mean, other than otherwise, I don't understand why you brought him back, to be quite honest. 877-867-1670, uh, Go ahead and give us a shout. Um, Maxie says, uh, it was usually reliable. But the bullpen ended up spoiling Tehran's quality start. I feel bad, Tehran, but the, the bullpen has been stellar. We can't come down too hard on them. It really, really was like a pitch. It was one pitch. I'll say this. The one thing that I, I did notice over the weekend uh, in a couple of games against Cincinnati, going back to that as well, Devin Williams, is it, is it just me? Or if you're going to be right now the way Devin Williams is pitching, and don't get me wrong, his numbers are stellar, and I understand all of that. But if I'm gonna if if I'm a, an opposing team and Devin Williams comes comes into a game and I'm down by one or two runs, I'm not I am not swinging at a ball until he starts throwing strikes. He's all over the place. Now he's been like that for his career, but lately, I mean he re, he reminded me of, we were talking on uh, what was it what night was it I think it was Friday night, um, when he was in and he ended up loading the bases reminded me of K Rod, going back to the K Rod would come in. With a, a save opportunity, be up by two runs, and by the time he would get the save, it would be they're up by a run, bases loaded, three and two count, two outs, and then he finally gets the the game, you know, the game ending strikeout. But K Rod kind of ended games like that, and eventually it caught up to him, and you started losing a few of those games. Devin Williams has not been able to consistently throw strikes, and it's his he's got so much movement. On that, you know, they used to call it a football, but on that that big bender, that big air bender that he has, he's got so much movement on it, which is great because it fools batters. But man, he doesn't throw it for strikes on the consistent. Whew. Kind of, uh, kind of makes you makes you scratch your head a little bit, because if I'm an opposing team, I'm not going to swing at anything until he starts throwing strikes, and maybe even, you know, let the first batter just foul one off or so, just to act as if he's going to swing, but let him start walking, guys. 877-867-1670, uh, This is from uh, Jack said, one of the best defensive plays was Montessario's diving stop. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was at third base and had that diving diving nab. There, there was some really – Bryce Terang is always a guy that's going to give you a highlight, okay? Willie Adamas, he, he's, he's pretty solid defensively as well up the middle. Montessario's diving stop. Uh, obviously, Sal Freelich's two big catches up against the wall. They had some really the, – the, Christian Yelich said it a couple of nights ago. This team, the reason they're winning is because of their pitching and because of their defense. Their his, hitting has not been consistent, but their pitching and defense have been lights out. It's almost inarguable how good they've been. And if they were just able to string together, you know – some more hits and get a few guys out of their funk and close to the backs of their baseball cards. 
you know, they don't need to be great. They just need to go back to what it is on the averages for their career. And this team would be lights out one of the one of the favorites coming out of the National League. Far far more so than they are now. But yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent correct. I completely agree with you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. We got a lot to get to. Mark Murphy speaks shortly, so we'll uh, we'll carry some of that coming up here in just a little bit. We'll get that on for you. Don't forget coming up towards the end of the program today. Also, Mike Clemens is going to be here. We'll start to talk to him about uh, not only what Mark Murphy had to say. Mike called me up over the weekend, and Mike and I got to talking, and he was going back to some of the things that Aaron Rodgers said. In his press, remember we wouldn't carry it. We didn't carry it. We were like, eh. But uh, Mike's like, no. There's some things there that you 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 probably need to discuss. So we'll get into that coming up towards the end of the show. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, also, the predictions seem to be more and more and more and more scattered regarding the Green Bay Packers as well and Jordan Love. We'll talk about that. Also, stay tuned. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. By the way. This week, uh, we are heading up to Road America. When we do, uh, we're taking a camper, and we've got some other stuff because we're going to do some shows up there uh, and going to do the whole weekend experience. And one of the things we're taking along, Robert's Specialty Meats. Yep, whether it's burgers for the kids, ribs on a stick, which is awesome, Al Capone sausages, the hot Italian, the Sofa Kings, whatever. Going to take it all with us. Going to get it. As a matter of fact, going to pick it up later today, stiff it in the, stuff it in the freezer, and then off we go, heading up to uh, not only to to uh, um, the uh, training camp on Thursday, but then to Road America for the Friday broadcast and the weekend series with the Xfinity Series coming to town. Looking forward to it all. And thanks to our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats being a big part of the program. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Whether you're tailgating at the ballpark, tailgating up at Road America, getting ready for the tailgates at Lambeau Field, out there at uh, Camp Randall, whatever it happens to be, they've got something for everybody. That's Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com, your hometown butcher. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Starlight Lounge, but when they came to Milwaukee, they always try to stop at spaces and places that um, that you know support the program, and much like they do. And they went to Stoley's Hog Alley over the weekend. They said it was a blast. What a beautiful place! The renovation was great. Uh, they did not get a chance to meet the owners, Jeff and Alicia. They weren't there, but they said, "Oh man, what a what a great place!" Right off of the highway, right near the upper uh, the Lake of Upper Nabobin, and they said, "What a fantastic place!" The burgers and the pizza were awesome. So. Uh, great when you get people that support some of the people that support us, and it's it, that's that's wonderful. I can't say thanks enough, and I'm sure Jeff and Alicia feel the same. But uh, right there on Venice Beach Road in Oconomowoc, don't forget Stoll's Old 109 is going to be one of the final stops on our motorcycle ride this year, and that is a terrific place on County Road R up in Watertown with all the TVs, and they have live music and big patio and everything there. So either place you can't go wrong. Stoley's Hog Alley, Lake Country USA, or Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown, both places absolutely fantastic without a doubt. Um, 
This was from Mark, uh, who earlier talked about Keston here, and he said, you know, give us uh, what Keston here is actually doing. Is he hitting 400? No, he's not hitting 400. He's got an OPS of 963. He's got 201 at-bats, 14 dingers, 47 RBI. He struck out 57 times, 23 walks. Not great, but not terrible. Uh, but he's batting 308 with an on-base percentage of 406. So, I mean, you can't argue with those numbers down in the minors. I mean, he's he's getting it done. So, you know, I, I mean, I know that, you know, people want to say, well, just bring him up. Bring him up. Let's go. But th- th- something, there is something that is preventing him from being a, a full-time Milwaukee Brewer. And I think it's the hole in his swing. When pitchers climb the stairs consistently on him, he just he doesn't lay off the high fastball, and he can't hit it. And that's been the biggest, you know, issue with him. Uh, and for the most part, he's playing left field, too. So he's not even playing the infield. He's playing left field. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one is from Chris, who said, uh, I heard you talk about the Green Bay Packers now owning Fomation. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, he said, did you see some of the pictures? Just another marketing ploy by the Green Bay Packers. I understand that. It, it is. But that's what their job is. I don't know if it's going to take hold. Remember when they did the whole G-Force thing, which was just a forced disaster? Well, I, I like w- the G-Force song. Let's let's take it easy here. Oh, my God. I like it ironically. It, it was bad. It was, it was <laughs> horrible. That, that whole marketing ploy. Well, now, uh, just getting an early glimpse of all this stuff, uh, they've got... The uh, the cheese heads, you know how everybody writes owner on the side of their cheese heads for the, you know, for the, the shareholders meeting? Well, now they make cheese, head, cheese heads with the word owner on it, you know? And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, people are going to buy it and such, but it's just, it's, it's any way and every way they can to make money. That's their job. But there is something to be said for grassroots stuff, stuff that happens happenstance you know somebody came up with this cheese head they made it people wanted it it took off that it you know that was and then all packers nation became known as cheese heads wisconsinites are known as cheese heads that's it, it 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 was it was organic and it grew and it it just became its own entity that's the way a lot of great ideas and great things happen but when you force them and you start printing them up and trying to commercialize them, people shy away from that because it's not organic. It's not something that was created. It was something that's now created organically or by an unknown. Now it's something that's marketed, and we shy away from that. I wonder how this is going to do. I still think that Cheesehead's going to be iconic. Don't get me wrong. But now they're putting owner on everything for the big owner group today, and it's on mugs. It's it's on T-shirts. Green shirts, gray shirts, yellow shirts, gold shirts, should I say. It's it's on it's it I don't know. I I don't know how that's gonna be received. I mean I'm sure they'll make some money on it, but I don't know if it's gonna be the same moneymaker that they had hoped it's been. The cheese head will always be iconic, but everything else that goes along with it and all the little fashionable things that people do to their cheese heads that the Packers are now trying to do for you and then charge you more money to do, I just don't know if that's gonna work. I'm looking at the pictures and I'm kind of like, that's eh, kind of hokey, you know. 
It's kind of like the, the old G-Force, the ra- raising of the flag of the G-Force. They were trying to mimic what they do for the 12th man out in Seattle or the pounding of the drum and the bugling of that awful horn in Minnesota or the ringing of the bell down there in, in you know, Philadelphia, you know. Uh, the the you know whatever else players former players fans or what have you do now that they do something with the black hole in in Las Vegas for the Raiders too they do something with them too but it, it just it was just awful it was it was hokey and it was funny because when they used to bring the G force and now the G force and you could hear the collective groan inside the press box of oh god this is embarrassing. <laughs> so- you could just hear it. Like, just people just knew it was so hokey. And they were even fans that would be like, what the hell, you know? They'd give out G-Force towels and G-Force shirts and stuff, and you'd see them laying everywhere. Nobody took them home. It's like, wow, man, if I need to polish my car or, you know, my brand-new, you know, one-year-old just pooped on the floor, maybe I got to clean it up and be on that. Nobody was buying all that stuff. So I hope it all works. I really do. But it's it's already looks kind of hokey to me. So anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670. Now, were you kidding there, Grant, that you weren't a G-Force guy? Please tell me you weren't. Well, when it was happening, no, it was dumb. But I do occasionally like to go back and listen to it now and have a laugh. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Well, there you go. See, that's like the old... Uh, the old Brewers songs from years ago. You go through history and you got two or three or four different Brewers songs. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Light It Up. Remember the Bucks had the Light It Up song? Yeah. And then they had all the different names in there. And then they tried to remake it for the new version of the Bucks. And it was just hokey because it wasn't organic. And then people didn't take to that. It was like, this is just a joke, you know? I don't, know if, uh, I don't know if our society is still about like the old Eddie J. Lemberger cassette tapes in the 90s with the Packer polka. And I don't know if the parody song or, or the, the team song like carries the weight it used to in our society. The, I don't know. The, the two things that have stood the test of time have been one, the cheese head, and two, the song The Bears Still Suck. The Packers are probably going to buy the song next. It's probably they what they're probably will buy the rights. Yep, they'll probably buy the rights at some point. The Happy Schnapps combo will be getting a call and the Packers will buy it and dig them up and Awful, awful B history. So, but, uh, but yeah, it just doesn't have the same zing. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, hit us up. Um, Mike says every team has a gimmick. In Oakland, they just killed all the uh, opposing fans. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, Pack fans, is uh, any idea where you're going to be setting up for Thursday for the camp? Or are they letting you broadcast inside the fence? Uh, no, actually, we are going to be right across the street. We are going to be right next to the uh, the Bart Star Plaza and where there's the Best Western and such right in there. We are going to be set up right through that area. Um, so we'll actually be inside. The cameras are going to be outside and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's where we're going to be. So right across the street. And, uh, and and then the cameras will be on the, you know, the uh, Clark Hinkle Field, Lambeau Field, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're going to be up there, though. And then uh, our guy Mike is going to be in there, and then we're going to do some stuff in the locker room after the fact for the show on Thursday. So we'll have, we'll have a lot for you. Uh, David says, what about the uh, Lil Wayne song, Green and Yellow? See, that became somewhat organic, but it was Lil Wayne. I think it was black and yellow in in, in the beginning, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the original one. 
But that was the original one. It was black and yellow, and they changed it to green and yellow. He was a Packers fan. I got a really weird story about that, too, because I ended up with a watch uh, through that song, I've, and I still have it. Um, there was one of the guys that, I, I don't know, I guess they traveled with Lil Wayne or something, but they were a Packers fan. And Cincinnati has uh, a um, recording studio that uh, hip-hop artists have used over the years. And in Cincinnati, there's a jeweler there that does custom jewelry. And I guess one of the backup singers or one of the guys that worked with Lil Wayne had this watch made. And it was diamonds. It was a, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the watch. I'd have to go look at it. But he had this watch made. And it was it was a chunk of change. It's almost embarrassing to say how much money it was worth. But it was di- white diamonds, yellow diamonds, and green emeralds. And the yellow diamonds and the green emeralds are around the bezel of the band of the uh, of the face, and then in the in the face is all diamonds. So it was green and yellow, green and yellow. And he ordered the watch, had it custom made, and then did a gig in Miami where he got busted for something. Somebody he he got busted or whatever, but he was no longer able to come and get this watch. So our buddy had to get. He had to get rid of it. So he sold it to a friend of mine for cost. And so he was wearing it all. And it's a huge watch. He was wearing it all the time. And he was downtown Cincinnati. He got held up. He was outside of the Taft Theater coming out. And he got held up. And he was being robbed for the watch. And just as he was being held up, he a, a police officer came around the corner and the guys took off. Well, my buddy freaked out, and he's like, oh, my God, I can't wear this watch. This is going to get me killed, you know. So he said, I'll sell it to you. So I bought it for a, a a fraction of what the watch was worth and made for and all that kind of stuff. But I've got a singer or one of the group of Lil Wayne's group from the Green and Yellow song. I've got their watch. It's a long, weird story, but I got the watch. Maybe I'll take a picture of it. Pac-Fan wants to see a picture of it. I'll, sh- I'll show it to you. It's a, a freeze watch, freeze, F-R-E-E-Z-E, freeze watch. Uh, they started out with a freeze base and then created it from there. But it's got uh, yeah, it's got diamonds and yellow diamonds and then green emeralds in it for the black and yeah, for the green and yellow song. It's, it's funny that that came up. There's a story for you. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, if I get a chance, I'll go grab the watch real quick and take a picture of it. I think I don't even know if i got a battery in it, if it's worked in a while. But I'll get a picture of it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, over at Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake. And uh, I saw uh, a buddy of mine, Steve, was out with his family over the weekend. They had a pontoon. Pulled into Sunset Grill. Had a great time. I ended up staying there uh, longer than they expected. But the kids were dancing to the bands. And they had a fun time, and he texted me and said, hey, uh, thanks for the heads up, because he did not realize Sunset Grill had expanded the way they have, especially out back and down by the beach area, So, which, if you can call it that, it's a little sandy area in front. But he said it was a blast, man. What a great job they've done over there at uh, really making that a, a lakefront bar. And a Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake, Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee. Stop in, tell everybody. We said... This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Whoa! 
Welcome back. Good to have you. If you are in the uh, Stevens Point area, they've got some good events going on over at the uh, the Point Brewing Company. And uh, if you're going to swing by, they got some log cabin jam going on over there and uh, some other events that are going to transpire all throughout the, uh, well, August. September, October, they've got all kinds of stuff getting ready to happen. So if you're uh, looking for a great place to go and fun people and a locally brewed beverage, that is our friends over there at Point Brewing. Point Brewing, a home of uh, Cider Boys. Their lager is what uh, everybody loves and so many different uh, different flavors of beer that they have, but right brewed right here in our own backyard. Uh, okay, if you want to take a look, I was just talking about that watch, and uh, I went ahead and... Um, uh, posted it. If it's, if you want to take a look at it, it's over on the Facebook fan page. You can kind of see how big it is because my hands are pretty big and it's bigger than two of my fingers, wider than two of my fingers. So, uh, but I, I took it with, uh, both, uh, the flash on and the flash off so you can kind of see it, but you get the, you get a sense of, you can see kind of the, what I was talking about. So anyway, there you go. Grant, you get a look at that thing. This thing is gorgeous. Why don't you wear this every day, Bill? Yeah, it's, uh, I wear it, if I got to do, like, uh, tuxedo stuff, I'll wear it, um, but very rarely do I pull it out. It sits, uh, it sits in the safe at home. <laughs> and you can tell that uh, it's, uh, the battery is still working, at least. I didn't think the battery was, but the battery's still working in it. I'm more of a G-Shock guy, you know, more than yeah. 40, 50 bucks. <laughs> I don't like to attract attention. You know, I'm a, you I'm know a what? I, I have found, uh, if you, like, because uh, I'm a watch connoisseur. I've oh. got a I've got a box of watches that, that Kristen bought me a box where, you know, it's like uh, the little things you buy the watches with when you buy the watch box and it's got that little velvet insert that the watch band goes around and everything mm-hmm. and sits in. Okay, I've got a box with those like twelve of those and I've got I think fourteen or fifteen watches. Ooh. So I got watches everywhere. I'm a watch collector. I've got watches for, you know, biking, motorcycling in. I've got dress watches. I've got gold watches. I've got a Rolex. I've got, I mean, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur. So I love old school watches. I've got the old leather going back to like the seventies when you had the big wide leather band Hell yeah. with a watch on it. I got one of those. I mean, I'm, I'm an idiot for watches. I love it. Invicta makes some really cool watches. You can get a really nice watch that looks unbelievably expensive for very little money. And I'll give you a tip. If I just bought one that is kind of a, a steampunk watch, and I bought it, uh, I go to TJ Maxx. I want. I went over to TJ Maxx one day. I was just looking for T-shirts. Went over to TJ Maxx, and they, they carry them. And every now and then you can walk in and you can find a deal. I bought this steampunk-looking watch that when it retailed, it came out for like $700. I bought it for 79 bucks. So just a little tip. If you're going to go try to buy a really cool watch and you want to look expensive without paying a ton of money, that's that's what I do. I go over to TJ Maxx, man. I'll grab a couple of those, and uh, then I'll just sit at home naked with nothing but my watch on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. Oh, my goodness. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. <laughs> go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, we'd love to love to have uh, some comments. Um, the uh, Matthew says, I understand all the Packers PR and marketing people who are millennials now. It takes all their brain power to come up with this, quote, clever stuff. Um, Will says, go Pack Go, no gimmick song, just championships. Yep. Um, 
What's the Swiss watch company that Rogers pimps? Is it Zenith? That sounds right. It's on the tip of my Zenith. tongue. I think it's yeah, Zenith, yeah. I think it's Zenith. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, I I don't know. I, I couldn't honestly tell you. Yeah, it's Zenith. Anyway, I just checked. It's Zenith? Yeah, you were right. Zenith. Okay. Uh, there you go. Uh, so anyway... Um, Enjoy your uh, afternoon, I guess. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got three more hours yet to go. Mark Murphy's going to be speaking as soon as we can. We're going to air that so you can hear Mark Murphy address. Uh, today is the uh, shareholders' day. We're going to hear Mark Murphy address all of that, both inside and outside uh, of the atrium. We're going to have Mike Clemens join us a little bit later on in the program. we got a lot coming up. Stay tuned. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up right after this.